I just finished the book A Fate Inked in Blood, which is like this Norse-inspired fantasy romance novel that had some of the hottest spicy scenes that I've read in a, in a minute. And I'm currently in between books. So if you are like me and you're looking for another fantasy world to devour, Dipsy has got you covered. You can dive into spicy enemies to lovers tales or embark on an epic romance between immortal fae and sworn foes. They've got fantasy romance stories perfect for your long morning walk, late night or long bath. Dipsy is an app full of hundreds of short, spicy audio stories. They bring scenarios to life with immersive soundscapes and realistic characters. Discover stories about second chance romances, adventurous vacation flings, and hot and heavy hookups. And there's a growing library of fantasy series with werewolves, Greek gods. So if you're into Norse gods, you could switch to Greek gods, which could be fun. (laughs) Regency era historical fiction and fairy smut to explore the bounds of your pleasure. New content is released every week. So in between listening to your favorite stories again and again, you can always find something new to explore. Dipsy offers a modern approach to romance through high quality and captivating audio fiction. For listeners of our show, Dipsy is is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash just break up. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to D-I-P-S-E-A stories.com slash just break up. Dipsystories.com slash just break up. This Friday, your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley! It's anger! Let me at him! Fear! Safety checklist is complete! Disgust! Ew! Ew! Sadness is in the house! Oh no! Hello, I'm Anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going! Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. Welcome to Just Break Up, the podcast about love, heartbreak, and all the relationship advice you don't want to hear. My name is Sierra DeMolder. And I'm Sam Blackwell. This week, we're going to tackle topics like how to be more confident in the boudoir, (laughs) (laughs) putting the brakes on the U-Haul, and being okay with being okay. But first, we want to give you our Surgeon General's warning, which is that we don't know what we're doing. Uh-uh. No. We don't know what we're doing. We are like Jon Snow, but in the most recent season. You know what I mean? <laughs> no spoilers. No spoilers. But that man is like, what do I not know? <laughs> well, listen, he got like digmatized, but for vagina. <laughs> digmatized? Digmatized. I've never heard that before. Oh, yeah. When you like can't think clearly because the dick's so good. this is you are why we have an explicit sign in front of her i am not no you're totally not i I haven't dropped a sailor (laughs) (laughs) uh yes so uh this is all to say we are totally unqualified we are not professionals no we don't know what we're doing no um please take our advice as you see fit we're just here to offer our humble musings to hopefully shed some understanding and maybe some laughs on the incredibly rewarding but mostly confusing experience that is love Welcome to episode 44. 44. Yes. Uh, So for today's check-in topic, Mm -hmm. we always talk about relationships and dating and heartbreak. Yes, all those things. (laughs) And like a bunch of other stuff, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. But today's check-in topic, we're going to talk about being single. 
Oh. Yes. Okay. I know you're not single right now. I'm not. But no. I figured it'd be fun to kind of like look back to your glory days <laughs> and and uh-huh. see if there's any behaviors in singlehood that you either like miss or that you didn't like or even like secret singleness. Mm-hmm. Your secret single behavior. Is that I wear Crocs. <laughs> Here's the thing, boo-boo. You're in a relationship and you're still wearing those Crocs. You're right, because they're like walking on God's I don't shoulders. believe it. I just do not believe that they could be that comfortable. To, literally this day, I thought about buying you a pair for our birthday oh. and forcing them upon you. Because you are, you, are, you are a man of fashion, but you're also a man of comfort. Yes. And you will love them. I don't think that I will. No, you will. I like love a good slip on shoe, but I don't think that Crocs are going to be the thing that save me. (laughs) They're going to save you from so much. You don't even know. (laughs) I don't get it. Anyway, moving on. Do you have any secret single behaviors? What are my secret single behaviors? Um, Mine is that I like shower way less than it looks. (laughs) Again, (laughs) boo-boo. You're in a relationship. No, no, I'm just... You're still not showering. Yeah, okay. I'm just saying, like, uh, I think I shower more when I know I'm going to, like, have to touch somebody. Mm-hmm. But if no touching, no shower, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I get oh that. Oh, my God. Um, my secret single behavior is that I like to put on really bad television and then not pay attention to it. Oh, you like the background TV. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like Kathy Lee and. Yes. Yep. O- Hoda. Mm-hmm. Was she replaced? Kathy Lee is replaced. Yes. Ah, by, she um, retired. What is her name? Jenna Bush hater. George W. Bush's daughter. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's weird. When she talks about her dad, it's like, Ooh, that's President Bush. Yeah. No kidding. Um, okay, my I think my secret single behavior is um yeah, probably watching terrible TV. Mm-hmm. Probably ordering Grubhub a little too often. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. And like <laughs> this is definitely my secret single behavior is like fantasizing about all of the self-betterment that I'm going to do. Like, oh, oh my yeah. God, I'm going to take a yoga class and a pottery class mm-hmm. and a pole dancing class and like a Spanish class. <laughs> and I'm going to just do all of this and I'm not going to date. I'm just going to like hashtag focus on myself, you know? Yeah. Like, this is a time for learning. I'm not here to flirt. And then I'm like, oh, this person's cute. What's good? <laughs> and then I forget all of the like learning, you know, all of the things that I was dedicated myself to mentally um yeah i think my secret single behavior is being like i'm not gonna get into a relationship and then four seconds later oh that's great yeah i can can definitely see that from you hey (laughs) eat a bag of gummy worms (laughs) um i feel like when i was single all i would do was like troll grinder and scruff and not talk to anyone just like look at it totally yeah i would i would be on tinder and i would swipe so much this is back in the day when you could swipe too much and then you would be out of singles in your area Uh yeah (laughs) yeah now that doesn't happen now it's like you should maybe go inside or like go take a walk 
I think that you have a swiping limit now. Yeah, I, I've I've heard that happen. Yeah. That you like swipe too much and they're like, maybe you need to relax. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, but back in my day, you just a couple swiped. years ago, I just swiped and swiped and swiped and they're like, you've rejected too many people. There's nobody left for you to love. Oh, fine. You're going to die alone. Yes. Thanks, mm-hmm. Tinder. Um, but it would make me lonely, but it would also make, give me a small sense of power. Yes, right? A little bit of like, well, I'm just too good for everyone on here. Like, it's not my fault that you suck so much, Tinder. (laughs) It's not me and my compatibility or my inability to be emotionally intimate with people. What? Who? What? I'm not judgy. Yeah. Um, I also talk to my cat a lot when I am single. Uh, When you're single? (laughs) Let me turn this around. This is a segment called Sierra and Sam are lying to you and they do this shit all the time. That's what this segment is called. This is I no know. longer a check-in. It's we're going to lie to your face. <laughs> <laughs> Everything that I just said, except for being on Tinder, I do all the time. Yeah, true. I'm sorry, dear listeners. I have betrayed you. <laughs> it's all right. Um, no, that is true because Peter always yells at me because he's like, stop talking to Todd because Todd talks back to you and that's why he yells at us at like five in the morning because like cats can you do a credible impression of your cat's meow don't lie to me i know you can please do it for our (laughs) listeners wow yeah yeah (laughs) that's it that's when you get like that's when he gets really mad he really sounds like um like kind of like a baby overweight um Mm -hmm. velociraptor yeah and sometimes he does this meow. Like on it on his <laughs> on the Velociraptor's side. That's what he sounds like. Like rah, I'm yes. stuck. Sometimes he does a meow that sounds like hello because he goes rah rah. <laughs> and it's like, what? <laughs> we do sound really single right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but cats don't actually meow that much. They like meow at humans because humans talk to them. And so that's how they they've learned that that's how you communicate. Yeah. And so Peter always yells at me that he's like, stop talking to Todd, because if you don't talk to him, then he doesn't yell at you. I feel like this is a metaphor for online trolls, too. Like, yeah. Don't feed the troll. <laughs> yeah. Like they don't actually talk that much. But if you engage with them. That's right. Yeah. Unfortunately, I have to engage with Todd because... If I don't feed him, that's animal cruelty. Yes, it is. And you would never do that. I would definitely not. Hey, you want to go a little off topic for one second? And talk <laughs> Are about we something? not already off topic? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like off the check-in topic, topics, topic. Great. Yes. Um, guess what I did today? What did you do today? I made the Eventbrite page, the ticketing page, and the Facebook page for our just break up live anniversary show oh i know the, amazing yes it's happening on july 27th it's a saturday and it's our very first live recording show Crazy. debut yeah it's the first time that we're gonna do this thing that we do once a week in front of a bunch of other people i love it yeah i'm kind of nervous i mean i'm nervous too are you gonna be nervous the day of oh yeah for sure I was also like, what am I going to do to prep for this live show? And I was thinking that I'm going to have to drink like... (laughs) Champagne. No, that's a bad idea. Okay, you're going to drink what? Uh, Caffeine for like the first time in forever. (laughs) Because I was like, I need to be on. No, no, you're a But then I was afraid I was going to like faint. So maybe that's a bad idea. Sam drinks decaf for everyone out there. I do. I think it's really cute because he actively drinks decaf at like any time of day. Because I like the taste of coffee. Totally. I like have been drinking coffee since I was eight, but now I'm old and it gives eight? me tummy aches. Yeah. Oh my God. That is the most Sam Blackwell thing I've 
ever heard. Were you doing like the, the New York Times Sunday crossword? Yeah. At 11? Well, what happened was that we would go to church and then during the fellowship hour, I would drink coffee. Did you feel mature? Yeah, for sure. Oh my I God. put so much cream and sugar in it. That's me now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you, once you were like, can you get me a coffee, please? And can you put like an embarrassing amount of cream in That's it? That's exactly how I describe it to people. I, I actually don't like my coffee with sweetener. I like my coffee with just a butt ton of cream. Yeah, so much cream. Oh, it's just so delicious. I was delicious. like, I feel embarrassed pouring this much that's, cream into I, that's this. That's why I told you to put an embarrassing <laughs> amount of cream in it. That's exactly the measurement that I go by. I'm glad that it worked. All right, let's move on. Oh, wait, no, let's not move on yet. <laughs> the live show. Yes. Just Break Up, one year anniversary live show. You can find it on Facebook or you can find it on Eventbrite or you can find it on our Instagram page in it's the link in our bio. Love it. Um, it's eight dollars pre-sale or ten dollars at the door, and so make sure to grab your ticket. It's like two months away, but hey, you never know. We might blow up in the next two months, and you want to secure your seat. Absolutely. Yeah, and it's on a Saturday night, so hopefully some out of towners will be able to make a quick road trip to join us. We're really excited. We're really uh, proud and grateful for this just breakup community that yeah. we're building, and so. Although we are both nervous, um, I think we're just really excited to like see and meet people and to feel, I don't know, uh, a part of the community that we're trying to build yeah. uh, in real life instead of just the two of us staring at each other uncomfortably <laughs> in a room. Because <laughs> right, guess and what? Interacting with all of your wonderful tweets and Instagrams and like all of that stuff. Yeah, we want to do it in person. Yeah. Um, uh, just for the OG fans, on the very first episode, Sam was like... I'm going to ask you to make an uncomfortable amount of eye contact with me. <laughs> and it's true. We still do. We still make the most eye contact we've ever made in our entire lives uh -huh. on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> it's intimate. He has beautiful eyes. Thank you. Mm, you're welcome. <laughs> All right. Let's you get... have beautiful eyes, too. Yeah, right. Sorry, words of affirmation. They're not, they're not my love language. <laughs> We all know, Sam. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm fine. Um, all right. Let's get into our letters. Our first letter is from Anonymous Anonymous, who is writing to us from Mass. And Anonymous writes, So, my question has to do with gaining confidence in bed. I'm a college student and have been dating my current boyfriend for a little over two months. I had never had sex before being with him. And he had. Therefore, I feel like he knows better than me. I find that when it comes to us having sex, I solely rely on his knowledge and do not provide much insight for him. We have sex frequently, but we have agreed that we need to figure out something new. I think that my lack of confidence in this department is having a real negative effect on our otherwise blossoming relationship. My question is, how do I gain confidence in bed? And how do I start to help also making the calls when it comes to what we are doing. I find that I'm embarrassed or something that I don't know what I'm doing. I just don't know how to get over it, but I really want to. Thanks. I love your podcast. I want you to know how much of an impact it has had on my worldview. I do not think I would be the person I am today without you two. Here's a huge thank you. Oh, wow. I know. Thanks, Anonymous. That's great. Um, and also, thanks for a really awesome, uncomfortable question about sex. I know, right? <laughs> I'm like, ooh. But uh, I think that's a good thing to start on is that um, sex is uncomfortable. It is, yes. <laughs> and it doesn't have, like, 
it's not for everybody. I know there's people out there that's like, I'm fine with talking about sex. That's my impression of people who are <laughs> very comfortable with their sexuality. <laughs> um, and uh, there are people out there who never want to talk about it, who spell it out like, oh, S-E-X. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but- I had a friend in high school that couldn't say the word orgasm. And if you did, she would get like... Like her face would go bright red. One time in eighth grade, I was giving a science presentation and I accidentally said orgasm instead of organism. And it was awesome. That happened to my uh, boss at work once. (laughs) And everybody laughed. Did we talk about this on the podcast? I think that we did. (laughs) (laughs) We're running out of material, Blackwell. (laughs) Oh, no. Anyway, Anonymous. um, Yeah, so sex is uncomfortable and weird because we're taught that it's uncomfortable and weird. And... um, um, we're also taught that it's that is I'm gonna I'm gonna recant everything I just said. We're taught that it's not uncomfortable and weird that you that you should just be, um, you should just be like a perfect ten in the sack, and yeah. that you should always look beautiful, and you're never gonna squirt or make a weird noise or sweat or you know like I just went there Honestly. immediately. <laughs> Sam's uncomfortable immediately, <laughs> but you know what I mean. Like you're taught that like. You're not taught about the nitty-gritty realistic side of sex, which is sweaty and gross and funny right. and uncomfortable and embarrassing. And I think, like, the issue is that, like, most of our knowledge of sex comes from, like, movies and television <laughs> shows and then porn. Yeah, exactly. So and we have, like, the two sides n- of it. Neither of those things is realistic. Exactly. And, like, in movies, it's like, oh, it just slips into the vagina immediately. <laughs> like, the, no foreplay. Just like, oh, she's she was just wet and ready. Yes, she was. <laughs> right? I love that I opened the doors for you to be able to say that. <laughs> and then in porn, it's like... She was just wet and ready. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing. Uh, but there's like no, like, there's no in, but there's no realism around like, oh, sex Either. is always just like awkward and like funny yeah, and like. Totally. And like weird. I don't have like the bandwidth in my mind right now to brainstorm what are some really realistic representations of sex outside of maybe like amateur porn. Yeah. Um, but in like popular culture and like media or TV shows or uh, movies, but I think that's something interesting to brainstorm in if anybody is listening. Like, what mm-hmm. what is a good representation of um, not just sexuality, but, like, sex, like, yeah. fucking? Yeah. Um, and that might be a weird thing to ask, and I'm sure that's making some people uncomfortable, probably <laughs> yeah. your sister included. <laughs> we should Sorry, Aaron, love you. Right. <laughs> should have put, like, a, some sort of warning before this. An extra disclaimer. <laughs> yeah. um, but... I I do think it's important that so many people out there anonymous are going to resonate with your letter because we're not taught because sex is an intimate, hypothetically private thing. Mm -hmm. um, And because of sex, sex education doesn't really teach you about pleasure. It it teaches you hopefully about how to stay stay safe and um, not to get pregnant, hypothetically. Yeah, I don't think that that is part of many sex ed curriculum at this point. Let's not even unpack that because (laughs) the state of this fucking country right now, I don't even want to go there. Okay, great. Um, Stop talking about politics, okay? (laughs) That is what that one person wrote into me once when you were like, you guys should vote. You didn't even tell them who to vote for. And they were like... Please don't talk about politics. Yeah. 
Uh, anyway, sorry, guys. We are... Everything is political, everyone. Just yes. FYI. Yeah. Um, okay, so Anonymous. A lot of people are going to relate to this letter. I, there's not a manual out there no. to teach people how to be good at this um, or how to feel comfortable at it. It's not even about good or bad. Um, I don't think... I, I don't like think about myself as being good or bad in bed. I don't. I think about chemistry. I think about how I'm feeling. I'm thinking about my confidence. And that's what you're asking about. So... One, we commiserate with you. Yes. Sex is very uncomfortable, It's and it's hard to learn about. <laughs> yes. Not like, it's not like, un- it shouldn't be uncomfortable. It's great sometimes, for sure. <laughs> right, right, right. It shouldn't be, it, it, I should say it's uncomfortable to talk about, to think yes. about, to yep. learn about, to put yourself out there yep. in new ways. Um, yep. And yeah, I like remember the first time... Um, I like I like queefed and it's like mortifying. Uh-huh. Right. It's so embarrassing. But that's because I had no idea what was going on. <laughs> I had no idea that that's something I can't control and there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Remember when I was like, this podcast is the most personal, most authentic <laughs> thing I've ever done. Yeah. You just talking about how you queefed. Yeah. So. Do you want to know the best tangent I'm ever going to give to the Just Break Up podcast? I had the opportunity to perform in Germany uh-huh. um, like six or five years ago, and I did this poem in which I talk about my friend being able to make herself queef on command, uh-huh. and in the middle of the poem, I, I'd say that line, and then I would teach the German audience what that word meant. <laughs> <laughs> so that is my... I mean, it was like 700 people a show. So that was my uh, contribution to... That's great. They learned a new word. Yeah. Well, in German, it's called like pussy farts or something like that. <laughs> that I'm was just not the joking. words pussy farts with a German accent. Yes. I'm not. Yes. German listeners, please correct me. But that's what my German friends told me. Oh, okay. Unless they were just fucking they with me. They were probably fucking with you. Yeah. Anyway, see, I told you this this tangent was totally worth it, right? That was like my the my cultural contribution to that's Germany. Great. That's right. Like, yeah. They brought you over there and, and you were like, like, who's this woman? My poems are shit, but I'm going to teach you what queef means. <laughs> You're welcome. Colonialism. <laughs> anyway... Okay, let's talk what about. What are we even talking about? We're talking about sex, and we're talking let's about. Let's talk about sex, sex baby. baby. Let's, let's talk, talk about, about you and me. me. Okay, um, let's talk about how. How did you build your confidence in sex? Um, listen. <laughs> <laughs> what I realized was that I don't like sex when it's like really intense, and so I have to like laugh at myself during sex like Mm -hmm. the sex that is the sexiest to me is when the people in it are just having a good time yes and so like i feel like in my head because of porn and because of movies like i had built up like sex has to be like we are making unbreaking eye contact and it's like (laughs) (laughs) it's like boom 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 and it's like ah but that's like this is gonna be the episode (laughs) title i don't know how i'm gonna write it out but it's gonna be like boom 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 ah (laughs) Right. And then I realized that like that is not actually that enjoyable because like I like sex because I like the connection with the other person. And I like like we're having fun. And like like the best type of sex is the type of sex where you like cuddle like you are having sex and then suddenly you stop doing it and then you cuddle for like five minutes and then you like start it up again. And like and so I think what I learned about being confident in bed 
shocked by that admission, by the way. Yeah. And I also learned that the sex that I was having with people who were like, who were like doing the boom, 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 ah thing were awful people. And I was having sex with them because I thought that I deserved to be treated poorly. Oh my God. I just saw a confession the other day in like a a secret, like sharing your secrets. Somebody submitted um, sex as a form of self-harm. So real. That's right? what so much of my sex in my 20s was, was a I form know, of self-harm, which we can talk yeah, about. <laughs> we're talking about confidence. Sorry, Anonymous. We're going uh, all over the board. But really, it was like the confidence came from me being able to like laugh at myself and not take myself so seriously. Yes, absolutely. When I think about like me in my younger sexual days, I think I relate to you on Anonymous in that I was constantly feeling not enough and I was constantly thinking mm, what will mm-hmm. make me more sexy or what will make me um, desirable or, or pleasurable. Like, and also like, am I doing this right? right? There's a right and wrong way to do this. Am I doing it the right way? I don't right think way? I was, I, I think I was like maybe 25 when I started thinking Am I am I doing this right for me, mm. for my body? Does yeah. this feel good to me? Yep. Versus this is what I've seen in the movies or porn, or this is what I think sexuality is. We've talked a lot yep. about how my sexuality was really built on what I thought women should be right. sexually, you right. know? Or I even thought about like, you know, in, I think lingerie is so fun whatever you whatever your preferences are um at this point in my life i'm just too lazy and i don't want to spend money on it (laughs) and i also realize there's a hundred different ways to be sexy and it doesn't just involve like black lace yep um but when i was younger i used i looked for ways to make me feel more confident and more competent and more um i don't know a treat for my partner than i was as myself yep and I think I spent a lot of time looking externally for what it meant to be sexy instead of, like you said, like kind of sitting in it, accepting that like sex is silly and fun Mm -hmm. and passionate, but also awkward. And and it's a journey, really. Like learning yourself sexually is totally a journey. So anonymous, I I would first echo everything that you're feeling, but also say maybe that... Your confidence is not going to come from an external source. It's going to come from letting go of the pressure that you put on yourself to be farther along in your sexual journey than you already are. Yes. And I think that there's also like this this other idea in our heads that like you you have you have vanilla sex and then like. You have awesome badass. Yeah, and then you sex. like and you like continue down this journey of like trying new things and like and experimenting and like every like having the same sex more than once is like oh then immature. you're not, yeah you're not trying hard or like enough. you're immature yeah but like I would say to you anonymous like spend the time getting good at the sex that you're comfortable with like yes. spend the time like figuring out what you and your partner like like what feels good to you. And and like get good at that before you feel like you need to like yeah. advance to the next stage, right? Because right? like because trying new things isn't going to make mediocre mediocre sex better, right? Totally. <laughs> like incorporating handcuffs is great, and like feel free to do it, 
but it's not going to make sex where there isn't connection, where there isn't confidence, where there isn't emotional vulnerability and willingness to engage and laugh and 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 like be yourself. Totally. Handcuffs aren't going to make that sex better. Yes, bitch. And so like spend time focusing on your pleasure, on your partner's pleasure. What makes you what feels good? What what there's no right or wrong way to do it. Just like focus on that and then be like, you know, what would actually make this more pleasurable spanking spanking. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Um, Tie me up. Like, that sounds great. I'm into having like surrendering control. Right. right? (laughs) Please. We're just going there. (laughs) Um, Anonymous, I have two uh, last pieces of advice from my end of things. Um, talking about sex is not going to magically become easy. It's not. No, it's, never. No, never. <laughs> you have to normalize the words. Yep. You have to normalize the language. So you and your partner have to be able to talk about it. I know it's embarrassing. I know it's uncomfortable. I know it's funny to say the word pussy, right? <laughs> but, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but you have to be able to say... Um, when you fuck me like this, it doesn't feel good. Or I want mm-hmm. you to do this to me. Or, yep. you know, you, you have to have the language because in the moment you're, you need more than just your physical cues. You guys yep. have to be able to talk about it. And I have one piece of advice in terms of how you might be able to do this. I can't point you anywhere directly because I'm not sure if I want to like co-sign any of these websites. But I do want to say that there are websites online that provide like sexual quizzes that mm. you and your partner take you both sign up together and then you take them separately and it'll be like um do you want to try role playing mm. and then it'll say we already do that yes i do no i don't or if my partner's interested right okay. and then he answers it and there's a bunch of questions and then um you g- the the results are re- are revealed and it only shows you when you you say yes to something or if you say if your partner's interested in it right. and that other person says yes so it's like if you're like oh my god i really want to get into like sucking on your toes and your partner says no he's not going to see that you that you wanted to do that oh, okay does that make sense it yeah. only shows you what matches it and i'm sorry that i can't give you a specific website i just don't know if um I don't know it off the top of my head, but I know that there's a couple options. I've taken them with a partner in the past, Mm. and it's a really fun way to, like, be like, oh, you want to try that? I didn't even know you wanted to try that. Mm. Um, And it's, it's like, a fun, safe way to to have the language of sex given to you. Do you know what I mean? To be, like, reading off of a quiz together instead of saying, hey, I really want to get into bondage or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. that being said, you have to be able to talk about it afterwards. You have to you have to be able you have to feel confident enough to say, "Hey, do you want to take a sex quiz with me?" You know. <laughs> um, but I found it really successful. Uh, so just Google like sex quiz for partners. <laughs> I'm not I'm not kidding. <laughs> it's something like that. I just like uh, looked it up when um, I was prepping for this, but I didn't want to give you a specific one because I haven't tried them all. Got it. Do you know what I mean? Yep. Yep. Um, okay, and the last thing I want to say is. It doesn't matter how inexperienced you are. If your boyfriend's not making you orgasm, that's step one. A hundred percent. I'm with you. A hundred percent. I'm with you. She doesn't have to do things. Step up, straight man. (laughs) I just mean like if that's not happening, and I mean regularly. Yes. Yep. 
If that's not happening regularly, that's step one. You can say, hey, I would really like to orgasm. Can we have a vibrator? Or can you try to do this to me? Yep. Or can you go down on me more or whatever? Not to be super graphic, but this, I am... It, <laughs> not to be super graphic. <laughs> but it takes work, gentlemen. Uh-huh. And, um, Turns out you don't just stick it in like in the movies and suddenly it's like, <laughs> Exactly, ah! exactly. Um, and... I just want to say that because I do think women often look externally to be like, how can I be more sexy? How can I make this work? Yeah. When like what's happening isn't working in working in the first place. Right. And so and here's one more thing I wanted to say while we've got the doors wide <laughs> swinging open. That's great. Women, if you are not orgasming regularly in your sex life, that is something that you can ask for. And hypothetically achieve. Um, no shame involved here, but I, I do think there's so many women that I know in my personal life that an orgasm is a special treat. Yeah. Yep. And um, and I think that's because we have very penis-centric sex. Yes, for sure. You know, um, and there are so many like fun toys or things that you can add to your sex life that make your orgasm just as much as a priority as your partner's. And there's um, that's just all I'm going to say about that. Great. I love it. No shame to people who have a hard time coming, too, because no. that's a whole other bag of worms. Also, let's talk about the fact that sometimes men have a hard time orgasming during sex, too. Absolutely. <laughs> and we, like, yeah. I mean, it's something that we don't ever talk about. No. But, like, I have had multiple sexual experiences where I did not come. <laughs> right. And you don't know how to talk about that. No. Right. Well, I mean, I did talk about it with very close friends who are near and dear to me and are great and have been like, yeah, no, I've that's happened to me, too. Totally. Shout out to our men who <laughs> right? probably felt alienated by me in that moment. <laughs> Get used to it. It's reparation. Right. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, anyway, uh, Anonymous, we hope this gives you some fodder to move forward in your sexual journey. Also, remember you're young. You um, have this amazing body uh, mm -hmm. that can experience so many different things. So make sure that you're giving yourself the opportunity of experience yes. and empowering yourself to to ask for what you want, to try mm -hmm. new things and to look stupid. We all look stupid all at some time. point in our lives like regularly <laughs> right, like every single day of my life uh, oh i was gonna say like you know how i always say uh like everybody shits their pants or like yeah. the most beautiful person you've ever seen has shit their pants the most beautiful person you have ever seen looks ugly at some point in sex oh for sure yeah right like yep. i used to be so self-conscious of like what do i look like in bed and now i'm like i'm just gonna lay here so <laughs> that's my type of sex <laughs> You and me both. Can I just lay here, please? <laughs> yeah, welcome to your 30s. All right, let's move on. Oh, Anonymous, we love you. Thanks we love so you. much Thank for you writing. so much. Hey, friends, did you know that most Americans think that they spend about $62 per month on subscriptions? But get this, the real number is actually closer to $300. That's literally thousands of dollars a year, half of which we've probably forgotten about. Thankfully, there's Rocket Money, and Rocket Money finds subscriptions that you forget about, and they can help you cancel the ones that you don't want anymore. I did like a mental tally before we started recording of like how many how much money I actually pay on subscriptions every month, and I would have told you like, I don't know, 50 bucks. And after like 
30 seconds, it was like into the hundreds. So it's really great that Rocket Money exists to help you manage those unwanted subscriptions. That's right. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that helps you find and cancel your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills so you can grow your savings. With Rocket Money, I have full control over my subscriptions and a clear view of my expenses. I can see all of my subscriptions in one place. And if I see something I don't want, Rocket Money can help me cancel it within a few taps. I love how the dashboard shows me the monthly spending as compared to last month. So I can drag myself, you know, once a month. Uh, And I can clearly see all of my spending habits. Plus, they'll help me create a custom budget and keep my spending on track. Rocket Money will even try to negotiate lower bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is submit a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. They'll deal with customer service for you. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash just break up. That's rocketmoney.com slash just break up. Rocketmoney.com slash just break up. Our next letter comes from Emily C., who is writing from Ho Chi Minh City, Vietnam. Ooh! Yeah. Hi, Sam and Sierra. First, I want to say that I've been a massive fan of this podcast since day one. And also, Sierra, I've been a fan of your work for years. Aw, thank you. You inspired me to start committing my thoughts to pages in new and cathartic ways. So thank you. A little more than a month ago, I met this girl on a dating app, and we immediately clicked. She came to my city to travel, but fell in love with it, and I think me, and has since decided to stay indefinitely. I live and work here and coincidentally had booked some time off work and planned a tropical vacation for myself. After our second date, when it was clear that something was happening between us, I asked her to come with me. We spent the better part of a week falling for each other in sun and salt water and white linen, and it was amazing. When we came back to reality, we kept things going. As good as it's been, I feel like the whole thing has subsumed my entire life, which has in turn made me question whether I want a relationship at all. I'm a very independent person, and the idea of committing to someone just scares me. I'm trying to work through why that is, because I have strong feelings for her, and when we're together, it feels so right and good and natural. The whole thing has just moved at a breakneck speed, and I got cold feet. I got cold feet to the extent that went that I slept with someone else. I immediately told her about it and have been trying to understand my motivations for doing it. She forgave me, for the most part, because we weren't official and because I was honest about it. But obviously she was very hurt and felt betrayed, and I felt like an asshole for doing that to her. Still, we were on the mend, and she tasked me, while she was away in another city, with the job of deciding what I want. She is ready to commit, and I'm frankly terrified of that. Last night, after talking to a few friends about it, and after drinking far too much, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I called her, (laughs) and the whole thing just sort of blew up. Our phone call ended with me making the rash decision to call it quits. I feel very put on the spot. She's so sure of what she wants and is understandably frustrated that I'm being so wishy-washy when it's clear that what we have is good. Of course, now I'm second-guessing myself and wondering if I'm just a coward about falling in love. My question is, how do you know when you're ready to commit? Is it right to take the plunge if you're still unsure? Thank you so much for what you do. You're truly my favorite millennial salt and pepper shakers. (laughs) Thanks, Emily. Emily, thank you so much for writing. Yeah, thank you. This is a wild story. (laughs) And 
And I want to clarify two things with Sam before we move forward. Yeah. One, did she move to the new city? Sounds like it, yes. Okay. Yeah. She stayed indefinitely. Yes. Bold choice. It is. And the second thing I want to clarify, just between you and me, my pepper shaker, I'll be the salty one. <laughs> I'm, I'm the pepper for sure, yeah. <laughs> and I'm the salty one. Um, I'm just spicy and mean. <laughs> <laughs> um, did Would you do that? Would you go on a vacation with someone on a second date? No. No. Hi. <laughs> Have we what met? about like an all expense paid tropical one with a sexy, gorgeous man? Okay, let me tell you a little story. One time my sister had been dating this man for f- six months, maybe, and she went to a foreign country with him. And oh God, I was I'm so like, anxious already. And I was like, Aaron, what is your escape plan? <laughs> Oh, I thought you were going to say something horrible happened. No, it was totally fine. Like they had been dating for a significant period of time. It was very normal for them to go on a a trip together. Yeah. But my first thought was like. You gave her like a burner phone and like some rope. I was like, when he turns out to be a horrible narcissist who wants to cut you up into pieces, how are you getting out of Belize? So Emily, (laughs) (laughs) Sam's coming at this from a, I don't know, a. Safety and security point of view. <laughs> uh-huh, yes. Um, I'm coming at it from a, what are you doing, <laughs> homegirl point of view. Yeah. Um, I think that we, Emily, might be kindred spirits in that we're both very passionate. Yeah. And, and I'm just guessing this about you because you took a second date to a beach for a week. <laughs> and I'm going to tease you a little about this because it's a little wild. It that's is. wild. It is. Right? And you knew it was, and that's okay. Like, you made this bold, passionate choice because you wanted love and lust and and this person, this connection. And I'm not doubting any of that, but I yeah. am going to ask you to self-reflect because you wrote us this letter like, hey, should I jump into this? Do Like, I'm afraid of commitment. And I want to say, like, you're probably not afraid of commitment. This is just wild. <laughs> like, this is a, you're, you're not afraid of commitment if you had a normal relationship path. Right. This is a wild relationship that you're jumping into in so many different levels. And this is essentially like a very intimate stranger yes, that you yep, have invited yep. into your life at a, at a breakneck speed, as you said. Yep. And I don't want you to write yourself off yep. and be like, oh, my God, I'm afraid of commitment. I balked and, and slept with somebody else. I'm broken. Should I just dive into this? I'm saying, no, 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 no. It's not even about this relationship that I want you to look at. I want you to look at I want you to feel healthy and whole and capable of having a good true healthy relationship and right. this isn't the start of one yeah it doesn't matter how great your vacation was yeah of course it was fucking great girl <laughs> of course it was great that you could like fall in love in beach towels and sunsets because of course i'm gonna have a good time when i'm on vacation with a sexy stranger yes like that. <laughs> on the beach yeah there are no drinking conflicts. my ties and like <laughs> Wandering around, yes. Dream date. That's what I mean. That's what I did when I was on my beach vacation. Yeah, (laughs) it was just like um, walking around a lot. And that's—I'm not trying to shame you or anything. Like that sounds like the perfect escape from my everyday problems, right? (laughs) And that's what happens when we over romanticize situations too fast—is that we lose, we we gloss over reality. 
And that's what, I mean, you even said it. Like, you feel like this has subsumed your life. Right. And that's not normal. No, and it's not, it's just not a way to set up a relationship that's healthy. Right. right? Because, like, the life that you're living is great. Like, the life that you're living is your life. You've made it. You've put time and effort into it. You've developed your career, your friends, whatever, whatever it is that has, like, brought you joy before this. And the idea that this this relationship is supposed to immediately replace all of that mm-hmm. is what is alarming, mm-hmm. right? Like you, what you need to do, what relationships often are, is like figuring out the way in which that other person can fit into the life that you've already mm-hmm. created for yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's and it's hard to do that when the relationship that you have created starts off with. A vacation. A vacation. Because that's not reality. <laughs> and then coming back and then spending all of your time together. Right. Right. That's not that is not that person figuring out how to fit into the life that you have created. And also you fitting into the life that they have created too, right? It is instead just a replacement of that life with something that is wonderful and sexy and new and sparkly, um, but that doesn't have any basis in in reality. Like you're going to have to wake up and go to work <laughs> again, right, right? right? And even if you're doing that now, like you're going to have to go through hard times. You're going to go through things that aren't that aren't like beautiful and sunshine and linen, right? right. And it's it's hard to do that if the only thing that you've done is replace all of the hard things in your life with something beautiful and amazing and awesome. Right. I'm not saying like 100% jump ship, but I but I am going to say like this is not the healthy start to a sustainable relationship. Yeah. No matter how wonderful and intimate and passionate and true your connection is. And I don't want to I don't think either of us is saying that the the strength of your connection may not be true. Like I right. think that it's absolutely possible that you two like really connect. And but that the you, strength like, of a connection has very little bearing on your relationship actually sustaining. True. Right. Yeah. Like I can love the fuck out of someone and have great passionate sex, and and they cannot, they still don't fit into my everyday life because I right. didn't make space for them. Right. Yeah. And I also I want to I want to challenge your I I said this before, but like the idea of like, well, I'm afraid of a commitment and I balked and I did this and I did it like I would run from that flaming building, too. (laughs) Like, you know, I and and by that, I mean, it sounds I could be totally wrong, Emily, but it it sounds like you have a little bit of self-sabotage going on. Where, like, of course you got um, cold. I was going to call them blue feet. (laughs) I'm still in the sex conversation. (laughs) Uh Um, Of course you got cold feet. Like, uh, I would... feel a small sense of regret too or or not maybe not regret but like oh shit what did i get myself into how can i get myself out in another vacation with a person which is essentially a one night stand right yeah um and no. so it's okay i guess what i want to say to you emily my darling my sweet um i have totally been in situations like this not on a beach somewhere, but in a romantic vacation in my mind. Oh my god! Seriously, yes, <laughs> right. Been there for sure, right? Like go on this ro- this this mind vacation with someone, wanting them to be perfect and wanting them to solve the things in my life, mm-hmm. right? Um, but what I want to challenge is that it's okay for you to tell this person you need to slow down. 
Yep. It's okay for you to tell this person you sh- maybe shouldn't have gone on the second day vacation with them. Like <laughs> maybe, maybe you don't have to say that to them. But what I'm trying to say is you don't have to have anything wrong with you to change yep. your mind yep. or to change the path of this relationship. You don't need to self-sabotage or question your merit or your ability to be in a relationship. Right. You can just say, whoa, 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 this is not working for me right now and I'm going to change it. Absolutely. And here's the thing is that passion can exist with boundaries. Boom. Like boom, boundaries boom. don't That's my best friend. <laughs> the boundaries don't destroy the passion. You can still have very strong feelings In for fact, this person. It might actually make them better. Right? You know what I mean? Like because withholding helps, of, you know, because fine. it creates the healthy foundation upon which that that passion can continue to flourish, right? right? But like being completely subsumed by it and allowing yourself to um to make decisions that hurt you and that person because you don't know how else to express that feeling. Exactly. Like that's not that's not healthy boundaries that mm-hmm. allow the passion to continue, right? So there I read something recently that was like boundaries are where how much I love myself and how much I love you meet. And so you love this woman, clearly you are very passionate about her. But you also need to be passionate about yourself. You need to be and in love wellness. with yourself and your and your own like your own sanity, right? right? Like this is a this is a world where an experience for you. So like how do you set up those boundaries? And I think you keep talking about how you don't know what you want. And I think the truth is is that you want this woman, but you want her in a way that doesn't feel like it's subsuming your entire life. Right. And so you have the ability to ask for that. Right. You can say I want to be with you, but I don't want to be with you like this right now. Right. I need time. I need space. I need this to move more slowly. I need healthier boundaries that don't involve us. And if she can't handle that, if she then, can't handle that, then then she's that's that's she's it. not for you. Right. And that's and that is sad, but it is OK. Right. At least, you know, that you said what you needed. You asked for what you needed and you allowed yourself to feel that. Yep. And to acknowledge it. And that is true authenticity. Absolutely. Emily, we love you. We love this letter. <laughs> we want to be on that vacation with you next time. No, seriously, girl, like invite us. Hit we'll just us come. up, right? right? Like yeah. We will exit your life in a non-dramatic way. Absolutely. I'm just going to be drinking Tito's and soda on the beach for like yeah. seven days straight. I will text you like 78 times the day <laughs> after we leave, but that's just because I have attachment issues. All right. Do you still like me? <laughs> yeah. Did you have fun? Yeah, that's me. <laughs> After every episode recording with Sam. (laughs) All right, Emily, we love you so much. All right. The last letter is from Writing Anonymous, who is writing to us from Small Town, USA. Writing Anonymous writes... Hi, I love your podcast. I listen to it on my commute to work almost every day. I genuinely love how honest yet tender you guys are with advice. This is what it's inspiring me to write in today. To make a long story short, I met my fiance in 2011 when we were in high school. He graduated a year ahead of me and we did long distance for a year. And then I moved in with him after I graduated three hours away. He's amazing and I genuinely still love him. Unfortunately, there wasn't the that wasn't the always the case. Around the time I was 21, we were super distant and busy working and going to college, and I started to work at a retail store and met this other guy named Doug. Doug and my fiancé, John, are totally different. John is a logical person, almost to a T. He does not really understand artistic pursuits on a deep level, which is important because I'm a poet. He never really valued my art and more so pushed me to get my degree in case it didn't work out in a field completely unrelated to writing. 
Going back to Doug, he's artistic. He's got a bachelor's in philosophies and is really into philosophies. (laughs) Anyway, and he's really into music. For three years, we were best friends with a respectful distance. Never really felt like there was anything more there. Doug and I were always super dedicated to our friendships and our relationships. Throughout those three years, I grew increasingly unfulfilled by my relationship with John as I started writing more and dreaming of a different life more akin to Doug's ideals of life with travel and art. Fast forward to March of 2018. Doug found out he was going abroad for a year. We started hanging out more since we wouldn't get to see each other for such a long time. And on a normal day on a walk, he ended up confessing his feelings for me, talking about how his family would love me and that he could see us living together on the coast. I realized then that I had suppressed feelings as well. I ended my seven-year relationship After I told Doug, he said he didn't want to define what we were with him leaving so soon. We ended up hooking up the first time, and afterwards, he was so distant. He sat far away from me on the bed and then offered to take me home without saying much else. To make things worse, the next day I was throwing him a party for his going away, and it was awkward he didn't acknowledge what happened the night before. And he stayed, for the most part, at a normal distance from me and didn't acknowledge us being anything other than friends to the other people at the party. Later that night, I asked him about this, and he was avoidant. I wished that I could say we only hooked up once, but then it happened again. Same distance. After that, he said he didn't want to hook up anymore, and I was kind of devastated. He didn't want to lose me and wanted to just go going back. He wanted to just go back to being friends. I obliged because prior to the party, as his gift, I had bought us two tickets to be in the front row at his favorite band's concert in a different state. I paid for everything, including a hotel. From the time we hooked up to the concert, a month, I went from seeing him daily only to hearing from him one time, and that was him to make an excuse as to why we couldn't hang out, and then silence. Fast forward to the concert. We had a great time. We even met the band. We came home, and again, we went the rest of the month only speaking occasionally. He flew out and has remained in contact since leaving. I ended up getting back with my fiancé after we talked things out, and he's now far more engaged in my art. And even though he knows everything that happened between Doug and I, he is okay with us still being friends and is honestly so supportive. The issue is... I can't rectify in myself not only the pain I caused my fiancé during that time apart and the pain I feel from just being another hookup with somebody I really cared about. I don't want to give up Doug's friendship, but I feel like it cannot be the same after I feel so used. Am I justified in feeling used because he told me from the beginning he didn't want a relationship? Is it even possible to have a successful relationship with my fiancé moving forward after this prior betrayal? Josh, my fiancé, reassures me all the time that he holds no ill will and that he doesn't feel like he loves me any less. Though the breakup hurt him, he doesn't feel like I owe him an apology or guilt, but that doesn't stop me from feeling it. Somewhere deep inside me, I feel hurt by everything Doug did, and I catch myself thinking about it randomly. Do I need to leave them both behind? I feel like there's so much to unpack, and I can't figure out if any choice I make is the right choice. Thank you for reading and for doing all that you do. Okay, Writing Anonymous, thank you so much for writing. Thank you. There's a lot going on here. <laughs> there's a lot. But there's not. <laughs> um, so Anonymous had a seven-year relationship. Yeah. And then ended up having a really close, intimate friendship with somebody that she felt a little bit more akin to 
then her fiance and named John and the and the friend's name is Doug and Doug was like a cool artistic philosophy man probably played a guitar by a lake somewhere mm-hmm. um and so then they hook up and then he just goes he goes dark pretty much yeah yeah okay let's uh kick it off <laughs> Insane. Uh, you should totally uh, not be friends with this person anymore. <laughs> um, yeah, I would. I would recommend that. It or seems put like... a really healthy distance between you and this person, like uh, maybe a no contact distance for until you know that you can be in a room by with him and your fiance and not feel c- conflicted or hurt by him anymore. Yeah, true. Right. Yeah, for sure. And because I... he, that was a total dick move. I mean. It was, yes. Well, I just don't, I think that like, a, I think that a supportive friend who even, even if he did have feelings for her, which he, he totally did, yeah, probably shouldn't ruin your seven year relationship. I mean. Didn't ruin it. I know. He I'm didn't. sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I get it. And I totally like. I feel like he overstepped he, his bounds and he, then like, you know, didn't want to lay in the bed that he made. Yeah. I mean, he did say that he didn't want to be in a relationship. And then, I mean, I think here's the thing is that every actor in this in this letter is a person who is making decisions based on their own experiences. And and I when I first read this letter, I was like, fuck Doug. But now I'm (laughs) like, that's not that's not helpful at this point. Right. (laughs) Like he made decisions that that hurt you for sure, just as you made decisions that hurt Josh and Josh made decisions that hurt you, too, when he was not. Interested in your art and mm-hmm, interested in your mm-hmm. writing, right? And I think that that's what that's what's so complicated about this letter is that is that it's not an easy yes or no, right or wrong situation. Like there are so many levels of nuance here, but it's just reflective of life. Like it's reflective of what relationships and complicated human messy emotions are, right? And so it's I can totally understand that you feel all of these different things at the same time because like. This is this is a mess. <laughs> right. In the way that so many of our relationships and so many of our feelings about different people and so many of our actions towards people are messy and gross and, right. and I re- imperfect. I totally regret saying that he ruined your relationship because he <laughs> didn't. Um, because you actively chose to end your relationship because of other reasons. This was just an avenue for like he he helped you see the way out of it, right? Right. Um, but I think what Sam is also saying or or like getting hinting at is in all these crazy nuanced human interactions, we often see other humans as like getaway cars, yeah. right? Yep. And as a vessel away from our current emotional state to a higher, happier place. Absolutely. And um yeah, I'm still in team fuck Doug, but like not not like he's a bad person, but that it's okay for you to put distance between you and someone who hurt you. Oh, absolutely. Period. Yeah, and you doesn't matter if you have a long friendship, doesn't matter if you didn't date, doesn't matter that he told you exactly what he wanted. Yes. You felt used or you felt disrespected and it is a, it is okay for you to inhabit that to 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 create space for that and honor it. Absolutely. And even though he was upfront about what he wanted, you do feel justified and feel feeling used. Totally. Like, 
there's like feelings are feelings, right? We don't have to we don't have to make them justified or give them a reason to exist. Right. Like if you feel used, you feel used. Right. And that's okay. That is there's no there's no arbitrator looking down and being like, oh, she's <laughs> feeling this feeling that she doesn't have a reason to feel. Right. S- like smite her. Us. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so like feel it. Feel yes. your feeling. It, and Honor it. Absolutely. And know that like even though he was clear and even though he has might have had a million different reasons for what he did, like you at the end of the day felt used. And right. that is what matters to you. Yeah. And I, I would say... Again, going back to my, like, fuck Doug, not really fuck Doug (laughs) point of view, I would say that you have to say to yourself into the to the universe, like, I acknowledge everything that was at play in those moments. Mm -hmm. I acknowledge that Doug was communicating to me. I acknowledge that he has a right to pull away from me. I acknowledge that I was hoping for something more Mm -hmm. and didn't get it. Yep. Um, and I acknowledge that I felt used and I still feel hurt and tension over it. I am going to give myself emotional space from this situation until I feel like I am safe with this person again. Yeah. I'm not going to make them an active part of my day or my thought process. Yes. Agreed. Yeah. So fuck Josh. Yeah. <laughs> wait, is that his name? Nope. Doug. Fuck Doug. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, wait, I'm confused. Okay, John is John, fiance. Okay. So let's talk about your relationship with John let's talk now. About Josh. Who's <laughs> yeah, this <right>. Josh character? <laughs> so yeah, let's talk about the relationship with John. Yes. Um sounds like he's been really wonderful and really supportive. Yes. Absolutely. And sometimes, like honestly, I believe in breaks. It takes up. it takes us losing the thing that we're taking for granted for us to change our behavior sometimes. Hundred percent. Right, and it and so like maybe this was an instance where that actually worked out well and in your favor. Mm-hmm. Um, I am not in your relationship, and so I can't know what it feels like to be in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want you to take the time to trust your partner when he says that he is okay. Right, like. I know that it doesn't feel okay because you don't feel okay about what you did, but you need to trust what he's telling you or else this relationship is not going to go anywhere. Exactly. And and that's the other reason why I think that you should put some distance between you and Doug is because the conflict or the disappointment or whatever it is between you and Doug is still taking up space in your brain. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. That's human. Like we feel hurt. When we're hurt, we want to we want to acknowledge that hurt, right? right. Yep. But you need to do the head and heart work to step away from that pain and focus on what you do have and focus yep on the positivity of it and the moving forward of it that's that's key right now is that you cannot move you are going to keep your relationship in the past if you continually yeah like marinate it in this um this regret that you feel like you have to feel yes the regret and guilt too right? right it's like not only did this thing that i wanted to happen not happen but also i hurt someone because of the way that i did right. it right and if you can't you have to release yourself of both of those feelings in order to move forward. And part of that is believing your partner when he says that he he's fine. He's 100%. here. He's ready to commit. And um, and I think the question of like, can you do this? While, can you do this processing, this head and heart work while in relationship? I think that's up to you. Yes. Totally. But I want to caution you that you don't have to be perfect 
before you can be in relationship with Bibbity someone. Bibbidi-bobbidi-boop, right there. He's got it. <laughs> right? So you, what is great about relationships is that is that you and your partner can work through the the imperfect parts of you that you need to work through together and in support of each other. Mm-hmm. And I think that you have the, the ability to do that here. Mm-hmm. But if you feel like you don't, then you can break it off again, right? Yeah, you have totally. the right to do what feels right to you. Totally. And there, I'm going to tell you right now, you're like, you're asking us what I should do, what is right and wrong. And there is no right and wrong way to do this at this point. Right. Whatever decision that you make with your understanding of yourself and what you need is going to be the right decision to make. Absolutely. That's that. That's the last question that you leave us with. And I knew Sam was going to say that. Um, <laughs> I feel like I say it at least like twice an episode. <laughs> no, well, it's true. I, I think we always think that there's a right or a wrong answer um, or, or choice that we can make. But there's only the choice that we make and right. how we move forward. Yep. Right. Yep. Um, and you have made these choices. You have moved back into this relationship and now you can continually move forward in your life. Mm-hmm. The last thing I want to say is I just want to acknowledge your pain. It, it, it sucks. It sucks to break up with people. Yep. It sucks to feel rejected. Yep. It sucks to feel used. It yep. doesn't matter what the intention was. It doesn't matter um, what a good guy he is or your history. It just sucks to hurt. Yeah. And I think that's what you're holding right now, too, is like, how do I move forward when I just feel rejected? Right. And also, you're in a place where you feel hurt and you feel no right to feel hurt mm-hmm. either. Mm-hmm. You feel mm-hmm. you feel like you feel guilty because you broke up with your, your fiance. Right. And now you feel like you don't have the right to continue continue to be hurt because you hurt him and yes, Sam you feel like you don't have the right to be hurt with when it comes to Doug because like you should have known better right that and he, what kind of bullshit is that right and that he was saying all of these things and you should have listened but here's the thing is that you have the right to feel whatever you're feeling in the moment so you don't have to justify it and you don't have to you don't have to I don't know like yeah play you yourself, yourself right yeah. <laughs> Because you have done hurt to others. like You can take up space. Absolutely. You can and take up emotional space. You can yes. take emotional healing time. And whatever just because, you need. Right. And just because you have hurt others doesn't mean that you also, that you don't get to hurt. Yes, absolutely. Writing Anonymous, we hope this helps. We love you. We hope you move confidently in the directions of your most authentic desires. Absolutely. Thank you. We love you. All right. That wraps up the letters for this episode and brings us to the blind date segment of our show. Every episode, we want to shout out something that we want to send you home with. This week, we want to set you up with... An episode of This American Life. Ah, I love that show. I know. It's great, right? Uh, so it's, Which is a podcast. Yes, it is. Um, and it is episode 674 called Get a Spine. It came out um, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Um, and... It's about people like standing up for themselves, which is really great. But the first two segments, I thought I was listening to it and I was like, oh, my God, we talk about this shit all the time. Uh, The first segment was about ghosting and like why people ghost. Yes. And whether or not ghosting is cowardice (gasps) or like strategy or like. What did they say? Give me like a one word. um, Ira was like, you're a coward, but you're a smart coward. That's fair. And I was like, that's legit. Yep. I am. You're right, Ira. <laughs> yes. And then the second one, the second segment was about um, about apologies. Oh, yeah. And what what are the parts of an apology that matter and how it feels to 
have someone authentically apologize to you and the ways in which authentic apologies like can actually change conversations. Oh my God. It's a, specifically about like a, oh my God, I just <laughs> accidentally played it. <laughs> can you send it to Joe Biden? Mm, right. I was thinking about that, but it was, it was about a me too situation Yeah, and the, the perpetrator, like that man is so bad at apologizing. He's so bad. All right. But like actually actively apologizing and like, and it was about like, yeah. So just listen to it. It was fantastic. The last segment is about um, people who study invertebrates, which I thought was going to be really dumb, but was actually very good. So like stick around for that part too. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cute. Um, so it's This American Life. The episode is 674, Get a Spine. Cool. Can't wait. All right. Thank you so much for listening. You can like us on Facebook and you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Just Break Up Pod. You can slide into our DMs, send us your favorite relationship memes, but most importantly, you can submit your questions about all matters of the heart at JustBreakUpPod.com. I want to remind people, if you submit questions to our Instagram or Facebook, we will not get them yeah. or retain them. Right. This For the episode, we, we get way too many letters, and they have to be through our submission page on our website, which is also where you can find our merchandise, Woo-hoo. cute t-shirts, tote bags, sweatshirts with quippy, adorable sayings on them, like Just Break Up. Love it. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a five-star rating and review, and also consider supporting us on Patreon. If you support us at $5 a month on Patreon, you get an additional weekly episode Yes. And guess what? What? All of our Patreon supporters um, get a free ticket to our live show. What? I know. Oh, my God. That's crazy. Yeah. So you could just sign up to be a patron for... Okay, just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Don't give them ideas. (laughs) Uh, Really, the support helps us keep the lights on and helps us reach more brokenhearted souls who need two random strangers, giving them relationship advice. Absolutely. Original music recording, editing, and producing by our friend Big Cats. Make sure to check out his podcast, The What If Podcast. And remember, we all have the right to take up space. We all have the right to feel whatever we need to feel you right now as if is have the right to say what you are afraid to say you have the power within you you can have that hard conversation you can put up that boundary you can end the relationship you can tell that crush you think they're a babe you can buy that ice cream whatever you need you have a right to it right now as is you are and have always been enough and if all else fails just break up (laughs) 